Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, we are 28 donations away from getting season two of Drunk Saints History. You have two weeks to do it. Give me 28 donations. Give us 28 donations, and you get 12 full episodes of Drunk History plus two bonus episodes. It's awesome. You want to do it. Dave's mom is pumping me his inheritance. And it's great. Oh, well, now what did she give? And please, but please don't use the word pumping when you talk about my mom. <laughs> she, she just donated a couple times, Dave. Uh, but yeah. you can donate too. It's twenty bucks. It's the gift that gives all year long. Do it. And thanks to everybody that has. All right. Um. So we're trying to like kick around topics for the off season because you know free agency hasn't started. The Super Bowl is is still going on, but that's not Saints related, so we don't give, really give a shit about that. We'll talk about that later. So we were kicking around topics, and me and Andrew were talking. And if you're a Pelicans fan, you know that Boogie Cousins uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon, and the Pelicans, Andrew, had finally gotten their shit together. They were sixth place in the West. They were 27 and 21. It was looking phenomenal, uh, and now it's all over. And we were trying to figure out, like, what's the equivalent in Saints history of that happening? Like, the worst thing to happen in Saints history that wasn't just they lost to the 49ers or they lost to Minnesota. We were trying to figure out, like, what's the worst Saints moment that's not just game-related? And we asked people on Twitter, and they came up with a bunch of things. So we're not going to – we're not we're going to give our picks at the end, but I think people came up with some good ones. One popular one, Andrew and Dave, was Jabari's Jabari Greer's career-ending injury in 2013. Which at the time was pretty fucking awful, um, but looking back, you, you at, knew it too. You knew it. Like as soon, it was a horrific yeah, injury, and yeah. as soon as it happened, you knew his career was over. Yeah, but his like know, knee bent backwards, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, I and mean, he was like in the last year of his con- or he had one year left on his deal, and you just knew the Saints weren't going to keep him around coming off a horrific injury like that, and he was older. And he was playing. Really yeah, it was well. awful. And he was playing yeah. really well. But, but, Dave, I feel like that injury, like, nobody at the time was like, this is horrible. The Saints are about to enter the dark ages at corner, and they're not going to come out of it for three years. <laughs> you know, like, nobody nobody felt like it was the the end of the deep, but it kind of was. It was kind of like, this is the end. What year was that? 2013. It was kind of like, this oh, okay. is the end of the Saints having competent defense. You're going to the dark ages. So, Looking back at it, like, it was pretty – like, I would say it's 
maybe top three all time, like horrific Saints moments off the field. And this is moments. It's not just injuries. It can be. It, we're gonna do do some other stuff too. But it's like bad Saints moments that wasn't just game related. That was pretty awful. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know about top three. I mean, you've got to put Katrina and Bountygate. Well, I think in the top two spots. So. Well, let's talk about Katrina because I feel like the Katrina season, it's, it's so long. And we did an episode on, of Drunk History on it. It was so long and all that. But, like, when I, talk, when I threw it out on Twitter, guys, the, the moment that people picked was the Miami game because that was the week where, like, Benson was really flirting with San Antonio. He shoved Lee Zurich and got salty with the media at the game. Like, that was the moment where people – thought that, like, this is it. This is the last time the Saints are going to be home in Louisiana. This is the last time we're going to see the New Orleans Saints. And a lot of people felt that way. And I even considered, like, flying home and going to the game. Like, is it fair to say, Dave, that that was... You're talking about the one in Baton Rouge? Yeah, the Dolphin game in Baton Rouge. Like, that was the final... And that was, like, the darkest moment. It wasn't the last game at bat. I think they played one more against. I'm not they sure. They played the Bears. They played the Pan the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like, but but of like the whole Katrina season, like that. Because I'll never forget Jake Delhomme um, scoring a touchdown late and spiking the ball in Tiger Stadium, and ba- there you know there weren't a lot of fans at these games. <laughs> yeah. There were probably like twenty thousand fans in the stand, and scattered all over Tiger Stadium. <laughs> so I mean, it just looked terrible. Yeah, and but, Jake DeLone was all pumped up, like it was the worst. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last game. It was horrible. Uh, but I mean, like the the Dolphin game, I guess was the. Is it fair to say, Dave, of all the Katrina year, like that was the darkest moment because Benson was really thinking about leaving, and it hadn't been everything hadn't been like worked out yet. Uh, that was the moment where everybody felt like it's this is it really the Saints really <laughs> might not be here. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think definitely fair to say. And did, did, I mean, is Andrew is the Katrina? Season? I think for 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 me, for, for me personally, maybe the darkest moment might have been when somebody spray painted "Benson sucks" on my Fridge. on the board that we used to board up my store <laughs> before we left for town. I still have a picture of it. People were calling their people were like writing Benson on their fridges. It was, I mean, a- Andrew, it was, it's, it's all glossed over now because Super Bowl and Breeze and all that. But it was ugly during the Katrina year. Well, what people don't understand is before Katrina. So there's a lot of post Katrina Saints fans, and what people don't understand is that Benson was kind of hated by the fan oh, base. Totally. Yeah. He, even even before the Katrina year, because believe it or not, back then he was heavily criticized for not spending. And the Saints were notorious for not re- retaining their stars, letting Pat Swilling go to, you know, yeah. Detroit and Morton Anderson get away. And, um, you know, and Roy Glover, Glover, a little, they Roy Glover. Yeah, I mean, there, there were countless, there were co- countless stars that the Saints had that they let walk. And, and fans would get pissed about that and they would never spend big in free agency. And so... Benson was kind of viewed like his reputation was the old tire kicker from San Antonio. That was kind of his rep um, in in that era. So he, he was already kind of disliked. And then when the saints basically, I mean, when Arnold Fielko was going in the news and saying that saints weren't leaving, but then every article and every rumor (laughs) said otherwise, like 
it just felt so uneasy, man. The and mayor like, of San Antonio was flat out just like, we want the Saints. They want to come here. They want to come here, you know. And so, I mean, you, you could just feel the Saints slipping away. And, and so those games in Baton Rouge were horrible because the attendance was really poor. So you knew it was like, man, any hope we have of keeping them, like we're not doing our job in attending the games. And, you know, and, and justifiably so. Well, the fans were pissed and, you know, they had a lot of problems going on with Katrina and a lot of bigger fish to fry than going to a football game. So I'm, you know, not blaming any Saints fan for not. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Not going, but I, I just think that whole situation was the most uneasy feeling. I mean, we had, you know, all of us as residents, and, you know, my mom, my mom's house had been destroyed, and my whole family, both sides, had had severe problems. And, you know, I mean, I, I think everyone that was in, in that time period can relate. It was like it was already so deflating on a personal level and just dealing with all that bullshit. And on top of that, to have your football team leaving was just the worst feeling ever. And I, I don't think anything will ever compare to it because, you know, the things that were being said in the media in San Antonio, I mean, politicians saying, let's be honest, New Orleans is never going to recover from this. And when you're in the throes of it, man, and you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't have your kitchen, so you have to like microwave, you know, and <laughs> all your food and like, your only options if you go out to eat are canes and don't you don't have any silverware. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and your shower doesn't have hot water. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, some people had it much worse than I did, you know, much worse. Yeah, and here's the interesting the interesting thing about Katrina, Dave, was, you know, it was, you know. I this, don't, is a really, this is a really peppy podcast. It is. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I just, I, I remember how dark that was, well, like, was, just on a personal level and just, like, the uneasiness of, like, the football team I've rooted for my whole life is going to San Antonio and there's no fucking way I'm ever rooting for them again. Yeah. The interesting thing though, the interesting thing though was in spite of like everything else go if, I mean if you rated the Saints in importance like it wouldn't have been that high, right? But the thing that was interesting cuz the news media was going 24 hours a day, all Katrina coverage, you know, the levees breaking all of it. And that Miami week, like that was when it really picked up that like oh shit, the Saints are leaving and the Saints stuff was leading the news. Like, my mom would call me and be like, the city of New Orleans is in crisis, and the Saints are fucking leaving the new, leading the news because people are worried that they were leaving. And it almost felt like it was a moment where, like, New Orleans was like, I don't give a shit. If I don't have water, if we don't have this, 
you're not taking the Saints because if you take the Saints, that's just that, that was like the line in the sand that, that the New Orleans wouldn't tolerate. We will tolerate bad politicians. We'll tolerate getting flooded. We'll tolerate the levees breaking. We'll tolerate all of it. But you're not taking the Saints, and it was just, I mean, it was dark, but in a way, it was kind of like looking at it far because I I moved to California in the, in the middle of October about. Uh, it was kind of heartwarming to see that, like, New Orleans just, like, wasn't going to let San Antonio have the fucking Saints, you know? I just can't – I can't believe the 180 that Tom Benson was oh, able to pull. he did a great pull. job, man. He had good And, PR. like, for him to then purchase the, the, the purchase the Pelicans and purchase Dixie Beer. And, purchase and the Pelicans the at the – purchase I the mean, Pelicans at the perfect time, man. It's, like, quadrupled in value. I mean, he's just, like, double and triple and quadruple double down on, on – down on the Saints and on New Orleans in general, and yeah, like fully committed to the to the rebuild and the community, and now yeah. Benson Towers, and it's now just Paul Paul Benson that eats ice cream and drinks red wine, and every and now he's loved. But like <laughs> seriously, I don't think Tom Benson could do anything wrong at this point. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So that it's really a tale of two uh, eras for yeah, him. So that one's going. The, the other one is uh, Dave the 2012. Sean Payton suspension, which we kind of knew was coming, but like I, did, I don't know about you guys. I didn't think I like a year didn't enter my mind. Like I was like, they're gonna give him like a month, which would have been insane for a coach. I was like, they're gonna give him four. They give him maybe six. But when they gave him a year, I was like, I was like, fuck. I, my mom called me in a rage. She was like, do I get a refund for my season tickets? The whole season is fucked. Like. That was, I mean, that was pretty bad. I mean, it was pretty bad. Like, we knew, like, you knew when he was suspended. Like, t- 2012 was fucked, right? You, you, did, you didn't have any illusions that it was going to be okay, did you? None. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I, I think probably, I mean, we were doing this podcast at the time, weren't we? Yeah. And listen, uh, any delusions that the Saints were going to have a good season quickly went down the toilet when they started 0-4. No, it's, it ended first week, Andrew, I remember talking to yeah. you, and I was like, I mean, it'll be interesting, I'm like, I'm, I remember that, I'm kind of worried, because Griffin, they might, like, break out something weird and wreck the Saints, and they wrecked the Saints, and it ne- the defense never got better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Well, and that's the, and that's the thing, it's like, the, the offense was still good, pretty really, much the same. Really uh, it was, it, yeah, it, it was the defense, um, and you had a new defensive coordinator, I don't know whether... That was I mean, the worst yeah. defense in NFL history. Well, I think I think the Cowboys ended up besting that, but um, at the time, yes, you are correct. Um, but I, I don't know how much even now. Uh, obviously, yes, not having a head coach, not having the guy who's been the head coach for the last five six years, um, who of course is obviously uh, you know a, a dictator like head coach who has who has control of all the little details. Um, not having a guy like that obviously has effect, but um, I, I think the season could have still been, you know, the, their final record. What, what did they finish? Seven, Seven and nine? nine. They got it to five and five. They did. I mean, they, they could have finished. They could have had a winning record without Peyton if it just wasn't for the defense and and Spagnuolo. But to answer your to answer your original question, uh, I I I was somewhat disillusioned. I, I thought that they could have had a decent. Season without Peyton, Dave, I, I didn't Dave, think you are incorrect. That. The most yards ever given up is the Saints in 2012. I I thought that after that the Cowboys had. That is that is incorrect, Dave. The most yards given up in a total season. 
the New Orleans Saints in 2012 with 7,042 oh, yards. Dude, and they got they, – they ended the year, dude. Carolina put up – What is that from? 7,000 yards, over 7,000 yards. Carolina, what is that – where are you getting that figure from? Wikipedia, always accurate. The Saints, uh, dude, Carolina go, put go up get, – so, Go get your info from somewhere else. Carolina, what year – what year was the Cowboys terrible? Carolina put up 530 yards in the season finale. The Saints Lately. gave up. The Saints gave up less than 300 yards one time. In uh, it was when they shut out the Bucks, right? No, the Bucks had 319 yards in that game, which was uh, weird. The, it, wait, did the, you just did you just pull that number out of your memory? No, they. I'm, I've got the. I've got the uh, twelve. Okay. And they they held Atlanta when they lost twenty three thirteen in the game that Drew Brees threw like seven picks on a Thursday night. Um, right, because Atlanta didn't have to do anything. All right, so two thousand twelve. The one thing Andrew that uh, it was awful, but the one thing that re- that I that when I look back, that's like the most disappointing is not that they could have won or they could have been good, but that Bill Parcells told them no. They like Sean Payton offered it to Bill Parcells to run the team for a year, and he didn't. He said no. Like, can you imagine? Only, be, only because um, it affected his Hall, uh, Hall of Fame. Fame status, right? Yeah, it would have reset the clock. Um, yeah. But can you imagine how fun he would have been? Like Bill Parcells, knowing that he's only coaching for a year and not giving a fuck, while that defense was a disaster. Can you imagine how much fun his press conference? would have been every week as he tried to fix that defense but didn't give a fuck about anything he said like it would have been it would have been amazing it would have been ama- it would have been like better than Vit and Vit's press conferences were phenomenal um but i mean the the i mean do you, would you rate would you would would Dave would you think 2012 top 3 uh all-time worst Peyton getting suspended or no? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I honestly, yeah, that would probably be my top one. I don't think that there's anything worse than that. I mean, um, well, we got talking about you're talking about coming at, off of 2011, um, coming off of a season where you lost in heartbreaking fashion to to San Francisco in the year when you. Probably definitely would have gone to the Super Bowl. Possibly could have won the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, you know, people said this in, on Twitter when you asked the question. Um, it just it, it just set the franchise back years. Um, do you think the, do you think and the, it wasted, which, which means we wasted um, some of Drew's best years. Do you think? Um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was absolutely terrible. Andrew, do you think if you rated the worst, if you if you if you didn't count Bounty Gate as a whole, and we sort of broke it up into the the Peyton suspension or the the penalties of the two second round picks, if you broke it up and separated out, do you think the Sean Payton suspension was worse or the two draft picks was worse? And which one do you, would you would you say was worse? I mean, I think we clear. We I think we told our convinced ourselves that the draft picks didn't matter. You know, I think in hindsight, obviously they hurt, but I think at the time we were convinced, like, ah, it's no big deal. Like they'll just draft well with the picks they have, and they can survive it. Um, so, no, I, I definitely think the Peyton thing, the suspension, was way worse. Way yeah. worse. 
Yeah, the, and the, the last you one. Know, honestly, we had convinced ourselves that Joe Vitt was amazing too. So like, yeah. it's funny. Like, uh, Saints fan. I mean, any fan. From, Joe Vitt with his press conference. We will talk our, ourselves into anything being okay until it's not. You know, Dude, Joe Vitt. He's, he might have not been a good coach, but his press conferences were fucking amazing. Oh, they were awesome. He. I mean, every every Monday at work, I was like, WWL stream. Joe Vitt's on. Like, win or lose, he was the best. Um, so that's why, like, I don't totally hate him as much as a lot of Saints fans, because just 2012, him, it just, and he was just, like, during the Bounty Gate, like, just killing Cerulio and, and the NFL, like, Joe Vitt was just phenomenal in that. Um, but, uh, the, the, the last one is, is one that I think, granted, if, if you look at, in, in, if you look back and and you can have, you have the point of history to say it's not the worst, but man, Andrew, that Jeff Blake injury in 2000 at the time, it felt fucking awful. You know, it really did. Like I, we were talking about it before the show started, right? Like that when he broke his leg, like people walking out of that stadium. Were as de- it's as depressed a Superdome leaving as I've ever been at because you look at it, the Saints hadn't been relevant for almost a decade, and they finally were winning. They were good. Their defense was their front seven. Their front four was awesome. They had Joe Horn. They had Ricky Williams. Like it was fun again. And Jeff break Jeff Blake breaks his leg hideously, and you're like, it's done. They're playing this dude that they traded for right. As the season started, we don't even know who the fuck he is. The season is done. God hates us. We've never won a playoff game. We're never winning a playoff game. Now it worked out, but damn, Andrew, in the moment it was I, in the moment it was depressing as hell. Yeah, I mean, I remember being down in the dumps, but man, you know that it quickly went away just because the week the week later because they beat the yeah, Rams, and Brooks beat- was awesome. Um, you know, and if if there was any. There's any season where they were great, you know, or you know, an injury was quickly mitigated by a player stepping up. It was, it was that year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I have the gift of hindsight now, you know, as far as that injury was concerned. I mean, to me, you know, again, I just go back to Katrina and the Sean Payton Bounty Gate. I mean, the desperation and disappointment and frustration as a fan. I mean, no injury of an individual player would ever touch those two seasons yeah. for me. I, I mean, not even not even close, man. Yeah, I, I think as we discussed, I think it's I think it's Bounty Gate, um, and also too uh, with with Bounty Gate, Dave. Like there was a frustration in that, like Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis, they didn't fight back, and but the whole country was just like, yeah, whatever Goodell says, we believe him. He, he wasn't. Back then, in 2000, you know, in 2012, Goodell wasn't looked at as the piece of shit liar that he is now, right? Um, he had sort of an aura of, like, good cop, caring, and being honest and above board. So, like, the Saints just yeah, got that was, sh- that was before the Ray Wright stuff yeah. and, so, and like, the Patriot stuff. Yeah. So, like, people were just shit on the Saints and, like, didn't care. Like, they didn't care about, like, putting it all together and all that. Um, so, are we all agreed that kind of, like, Bounty Gate would 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 be above even Katrina 2005. Yep. All right. Aye. So not that, not for not for me, but 
Yeah, yeah. I, Katrina is the worst for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so hard. I mean, I would say this is a cheery podcast. I would say probably, I would say <laughs> probably, probably when you have the feeling of hindsight, like knowing that they and it managed to come out of Katrina, but like I feel like something was stolen from them because of all the Bounty Gate stuff. I don't know if it was a if it was just a playoff berth or whatever. Something was stolen from them, uh, and I hate Goodell for it. So that to me is the worst. Um, did you did you watch the Pro Bowl yesterday, or at least a little bit of it? I, I oh. did. Yeah, my son was way into it. So um, on the scale of adorable, like kittens in a box and like rabbits. Uh, sleeping with infants, like Dave. How adorable was Drew Brees? Two of his sons fighting on the sideline during a sideline <laughs> interview. How adorable was it? Um, boys will be boys. Yeah. I, I have a son and a daughter, um, but they still fight uh, like cats and dogs. They are at an age right now, six and three, um, where they are just constantly fighting. <laughs> and um, if I was on national television and they were fighting on national television, <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh, my God, people are going to judge me. Um, but uh, I don't judge Drew. I don't judge his kids. Uh, no, I if you have kids. I, yeah. I, won't call them, I won't call them annoying piss ants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, yeah, it, it was uh, on a scale of... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's whatever. Whatever is more adorable than bunnies sleeping with infants? I guess. <laughs> Andrew, I mean, if you have kids, I mean, anybody that had kids when they saw that, they're like, yeah, that's that's it. Like, you know, do you, Andrew, did did you did did you find it as adorable as me and Dave? Oh yeah, it was hilarious. It was awesome, and I, I kind of felt bad for Drew. Like you could tell, he was ready to rip into his kid, and like the camera kind of stays on him as he's, you know, basically ripping his kid a new one. And you see Drew pointing into the stands, basically being like, "If you pull this shit again, I'm going to send you up to your mom up in the stands. You're going to have to go up there. You can't stay on the field." And uh, but it's it was just man, I'm just. I'm glad I have two kids. It definitely made me not want a third. And um, I mean, those boys were just animals out there. You could tell Breeze was having a blast and he was really proud and enjoying it. But like at the same time, like I was just thinking in my head, like as a parent, how stressful, like he's trying to focus on a playbook and the game and he's just got his kids there and he's got a freaking babysit them on the sidelines. And well, let's, be, let's be real. After that interview was over, I'm sure Brittany or whoever they have in charge to take care, help them with the children, probably just took the kids out of there and were like, "Okay, yeah, 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 Dude, Done, you can go play." I mean, the Pro Bowl, <laughs> though, I have to say, it was pretty entertaining yesterday. I mean, it was, you know, they they figured out a way to like make it. Was it close. A, I mean, they figured out a way to like make it kind of like. I mean, it got really bad like four or five years ago, but they've kind of like worked on the things to make it to where it's like a glorified scrimmage. But it's interesting. I mean, they made it interesting at least. I feel like you know, is that is that fair, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. My my son was into it, so maybe that kind of influenced yeah. the Pro Bowl a little bit. And but, I don't um, mind the fact that they it, don't it, take it guys cool to the... seven Saints in it. You know, yeah, I mean, time we had seven guys in there. Yeah, and I don't want Kamara going to the ground. Like, I'm totally fine with yeah. the players holding him up. And like, I mean, if we're being honest, though, I mean, and obviously we're all suckers for the NFL. And 
I mean, Saints are our favorite, you know, sports team, but um, I think the NBA and the uh, Major League Baseball and even hockey have a way better product as far as the All-Star game is concerned. Yeah, I mean, the Pro Bowl, man, though. Uh... To me, I mean, it's just you can't, if you're not having full-on live tackling, football's just not as exciting. It was up 30% from last year, though. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, like, people, the thing is, like, moving it to the week before the Super Bowl is genius because we're just, like, in the football habit. And you're just like, well, it's on. i got to watch football. It's the Super Bowl's next week, you know, and you put it on. Um, but, yeah, like, um, having seven Saints in a goal. Lattimore seemed to be kind of locked in. Like, he was jumping routes and shit. I was like, wow, Lattimore's, like, not, like, half-assing this, which was kind of impressive. Uh, okay, um, one last thing, and then we'll get to the Super Bowl. Uh, Dave, there was a bit of actual NFL news. Um, the Denver is probably going to cut Aqib Tlaib uh, corner, and the Saints need a corner, and Aqib Tlaib is a troublemaking. Wait, do, do, do the Saints need a corner? Well, they need – they – yeah, they could you, use you, can, one. you can never have you can now, never have too many cornerbacks. You can never but have I mean, too but I mean, if you list the Saints' needs this off season, I put uh, it up there. Well, really? I, I mean, they, I mean, think about what they, they've got: two starters. They've got two starters in Crawley and Lattimore. They've got PJ Williams, who's kind of their number three, and Delvin Bro is coming back. So they've they're kind of four deep at corner. All right, well, first, first of all, P.J. Williams isn't anything special. Second of all, I wouldn't fucking bet on Delvin Bro coming back if, if my fucking mother's life depended on it. And <laughs> third of all, I think that, I, think that, I mean, we need her donation money. But third of all, um, I, I, to be honest with you, I think this, the Saints had a lot of injuries. But where they didn't have a lot of injuries was in the secondary, other than... Caro. I mean, they were lucky. They, ha- I feel like they had Crawley and and uh, well, Lattimore for most most yeah. of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, there and was Williams a little too, bit in, in the yeah in the in the middle there. There was maybe a game where they were both gone. There was rarely. A, I don't think there was any other games where they were where they no. were both gone. Um, so if if you lose one of those guys with a season-ending injury, the defense changes. I, I think you need at least. Uh, I think if you really want to be solid on defense, I think you need to have four really good corner, good cornerbacks. Yeah, Akeem Talib is old. People said he was Brandon Browner 2.0. But here's the thing, Andrew. He is still an all-world ch- chain snatcher, uh, like he did the Michael Crabtree. And if Julio Jones wears jewelry during the game, if, if Akeem Talib would snatch his chain, we'd build him a statue. <laughs> I don't know whether Talib is 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 Saints locker room material. He's not. He's uh, not. He's totally not. He is. No. He, no, he's not. He is a. I think Sean is, Payton's having a hard pass there. He's a, he's a hard, and they're gonna cut him anyway, so they're not training for. Him. But I'm. But I mean, uh, that's when it gets fun now because you start hearing the rumors of people getting cut. All right, so before we get out of here, um, the one last thing is the Super Bowl. Uh, and before we get to like the game and the score, like Andrew, what do you do for the Super Bowl? Do you go to a party? Do you have people over? Do you have a special spread? Like, what are you what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, we usually host. Um, so I'm actually having 
I, uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say this on the podcast. Um, I'm having a procedure done on Thursday. And so I don't know how I'm going to be feeling on Sunday. So I'm, I don't know. We'll see. He's getting his balls cut off. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> but, but, snip, but, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> snip, snip. Not having a fourth. Or not having a third. Third, right. yeah. Third. So. Hey, I didn't explicitly come out and say it. Yeah. But they know. People know. They know. Yeah, yeah. So, so Dave, what are you doing? I don't know. I feel like that's sensitive information that people don't want to hear, right? I don't know. Yeah, no. They want they. That's part of the. That's part of the the fun of this podcast. They know all about <laughs> do you, us. Do you guys remember when Breeze had his daughter and like they were interviewing him and they were like, so like Drew, like you know, what about next time? And he's like, oh, that's not going to happen. I just had a vasectomy. And the, 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 the PR guy, like, ushered him off, like, super <laughs> yeah. fast. They were like, uh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> but, uh, so, Dave, what will you be doing for the Super Bowl? Uh, nothing exciting, really, to be honest with you. Usually, I mean, I don't have any hard hard plans right now for this year, but um, – Usually we go to my wife's cousin's house. My wife. They, they, who, who, they happen to live next door to Eric, my in-laws. And um, usually they have a whole bunch of people over there. So usually we wind up going over there and the kids can, my kids can, you know, play with their cousins or whatever. And um, But the game doesn't usually start till 530. So we usually leave at about halftime and head home uh, to put the kids to bed and usually just watch the second half by ourselves. Um Oh, what was I going to say? Food item that you're going to have? Are you going to have any special food item? No, I, I wish, I wish, but um, uh, we don't really, we don't really have those any any Super Bowl traditions, unfortunately. I'm making my mom's I seven wish layer did. dip. I'm making my mom's seven layer dip, and I'll make a football cake. That's what I'm going to do. What's a football cake? You just make it, and you cut it like a football, and then you icing it up so it looks like a football. That's all. Oh. Nothing, so it's not nothing. not actually made out of football. No, it just looks like a football. Um, so so Andrew, the game is is, is are the Patriots going to just curb stomp the Eagles? Um, man, I hope not. I'm kind of at the point where I'm like anybody but Tom Brady, you know. But um, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to win. But like, like, are you gonna be? Are we still gonna be interested in it in the fourth quarter? I don't think so. I, I just, I don't think Foles like. He, I don't think he can keep this up. No, like Foles is, Foles is he runs. Although he was, he was okay during. He was just okay versus Atlanta. I mean, he threw the one bad pass that like bounced off the dude's chest, and then the Eagles guy caught it. But I mean, he wasn't terrible. So like, it wasn't like he's been like on fire the last two, the first, the two playoff games. So he could be okay. But Dave, do you feel like New England's going to win this pretty comfortably, and we're all going to be bitching in the fourth quarter about how we wish the Eagles weren't in? Well, the game? you know, you're, you're talking about Foles. You know, let me tell you something. First of all, Foles has never lost a Super Bowl game. Tom Brady has lost two. That's true. Okay. Um, Facts. So I, I gotta go with the I gotta go with the Eagles here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they'll burn Philly down if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, those people were getting fucking nuts. They were having a dune buggy driving up the steps where the Rocky statue is. They were hanging off poles. I mean, they were getting nuts. So. Even after they greased the poles. Yeah, they were. Because, like, they, because that, 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 
Philly fans are so predictable. The city officials greased the poles because they knew they were going to try and climb up those fucking things. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say if Philly wins a Super Bowl, they might get as nuts as as New Orleans did in the French Quarter. Like Philly, Philly people will get fucking nuts. Is that? Yeah. We all agree on that. Yes. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> um. In fact, I got a girl who's from, she's from northern New Jersey, so, you know, that's pretty much Philadelphia. And uh, <laughs> she texted, I was in Vegas during the NF, during the championship Sunday, and she texted me five minutes after the game ended and said, I'm going to need the day off after the Super Bowl. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, and by the way, I missed the podcast last week because I was in Vegas for work and I was totally busy the entire weekend. But I, I did want to say I, I wanted to give my thoughts. And I'm sure that this is probably already, you, man. I'm sure. And I'm sure that this is probably already mentioned during the podcast. But Minnesota losing that game to the Eagles, the way they lost that game made everything OK. It doesn't make it doesn't make it totally OK. But God damn, it felt good. Yeah, it, really felt, really it, it felt it felt really good to you guys discussed this already. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told Ralph that it was like I didn't even contemplate a scenario that could make me feel better because I was just so bitter going into the game that I was convinced like it would just suck and I would hate it no matter what. But as I watched the Vikings get killed, it was almost <laughs> like, you know what? That game wasn't a given for the Saints. Maybe they would have lost to the Eagles. They and were, I'm kind of in. They would have made it a game. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, well, they, well I, I, like that. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. that. But, it, but going, it going to the Vikings, going to the Vikings blog and watching them comment and say specifically, say specifically how the whole Minnesota miracle thing that the Stefan Diggs catch was just was is totally blown and totally wasted. Seeing them even admit it. Uh, was just juicy, juicy they, and delicious. They got they got their miracle and they couldn't cash it in, which is typical Vikings. So, yes, yes. I mean, nothing's changed. Nothing's nothing, changed. nothing changed. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to rehash all no, that. No, but I it just, was, it was, it was great. And and, and I'm like, per, like, I'm with you, Andrew. Anybody but New England. Like, even if Minnesota had, had oh, I'm the same way. Even if Minnesota had won and beat Philly, I would have rooted for them against New England. I just, uh, I, I don't know about that. But I, I just. I don't know, man. New New England New New England fans are fucking intolerable. Like they are just like they like I am like Bill Simmons wrote an article about how the Patriots pre Belichick were as bad as the Browns, which is just fucking laughable. They went to two fucking Super Bowls. Like why can't Patriot fans just be like our team now is the best football team in the history of the world, and before that, we were just kind of mediocre and okay. Like, they have to add this fucking bullshit suffering on top of it, and it's just not true, and it just, I just want to punch a wall, or Bill Simmons in the face, metaphorically. Um, so, that'll about do it for the show. Uh, I, I feel like, are we missing anything? Is there any topic that we need to discuss this week? I feel like... Questions? Did we have any questions? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I got, I got to pull up, the, I got to pull up the Twitter questions. That, that's what it was. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Uh, how much? This is from John Andrew. How much better would Barstool be if the Saints would have been the dominant force in the NFL the past ten years? Hmm. Barstools. I hate Barstool sports, but anyway, you can answer that. Because they're Boston-based, huh? Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, I just don't know enough about Barstool. It's kind of like crude. And it for the boys. Maybe Dave can give a better better answer here. Well, I anything would have been about Barstool, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that much. I, I don't read it. Well, anything would have been better than the Patriots being good. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, if if the Steelers had done this, that would have been pretty fucking awful. Um, if Dallas, but any, you know, I don't know. I guess. I just feel like New England fans are the worst at it. Okay, here's a good one. This is from Eric. Which of these would you slightly overpay to keep, Andrew? Calamete, Vaccaro, Okafor, Raphael Bush, George Johnson? <laughs> well, George Johnson, no. Uh, Raphael Bush, no. Um, Okafor, I just think he is coming off a major injury, so there's no way I'm overpaying for him. I don't really want to overpay for Vaccaro. I'm, I'm kind of fine with him walking if, you know, they can't get a good deal for him. If he wants a lot, then let him test free agency. And I, I think there's a good chance he'll be gone. Who was the other player? The first Cal- one? Calamete. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind overpaying a little bit for him. Um, I mean, I do think the offensive line is a little long in the tooth, so I'd like to go a little younger at that position. But um, that, that's probably the guy I would pick. If you, could, if you could get Calamete for less than six million a year, how old is he? He's only like twenty-seven, isn't he? Yeah, is he over thirty? No, yeah, man. but he's had some injuries. Yeah, if you can get Cal, if you could get Calamete, if his market isn't what we think it's going to be, Eric, and you could get Calamete on like four years for like twenty million with like nine million guaranteed, I would do that in a heartbeat because he's going to play sixty percent of the plays. You know, so you'd pay that for your fifth corner or whatever. So it wouldn't be bad. Um, here's, let's see. Uh, I don't want to look too far ahead, but the petty saint in me really wants to win that Super Bowl next year in Atlanta. Would winning in Atlanta give Saints fans the ultimate trump card in trash talk? <laughs> uh, I don't know about the ultimate trump card. If it was against the Falcons, then obviously, uh, yes, but that wouldn't happen. Um, but, uh, it would certainly, uh, it would, it would be a nice little, um, nice little card to have up our sleeve if we're, if we're sticking, if we're sticking with the playing card metaphors. I mean, if the Saints are ever going to win one goddamn more Super Bowl, Andrew, next year would be the year in Atlanta. Like, that would be the one you'd want. That would be awesome. I mean, I wish we could play them in the Super Bowl in Atlanta and beat them. (laughs) Twenty-eight to three. It would be cool to beat them in the NFC Championship game and then play the Super Bowl two weeks later in Atlanta. (sighs) That would be just—they'd have to close up their franchise, Dave. Oh, but 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 we probably wouldn't beat the Falcons though, because it's really hard to beat a team three times. (laughs) Stop! Stop! (laughs) It's true. The fact. Uh, I can confirm. I mean, so that that's all the Twitter questions we have. Um, don't so, forget to donate, people. Yeah, don't forget to donate. You want do you want drunk history? And we have let me let me tease some of the topics we have for you. We're gonna do the two thousand. We're gonna review the two thousand six off season. We're going to do the best of Jim Mora rants. I mean, that's fucking worth the twenty dollars. In and of itself. Oh, who's doing that one? 
Oh, we'll just, so we might have to do all three for that one. I'm going to have Blake the uh, intern. Yeah, we're gonna, I, I need to be in on the Mora. We're, we're going to have Blake the intern. He's going to he's going to find them and edit them all, and we're just going to go through. And yeah. it's hey, just, Blake, where the hell is our new podcast open? Yeah, what's going working. on? What are you doing, buddy? He's working on that. So, so we gonna, need to fire Blake now. <laughs> no, we love we love Blake. His 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 audio has been great. But that's like that. Those are some of the topics you're going to get. So you want to donate the twenty dollars? You got two weeks. And look, we've already. We're 28 away, so you're gonna get. We're not. We're not gonna. It's all. It's not all or nothing. But like, you want the whole 12, and not like prorated for like getting like 85 donations or whatever, and you only get like eight or nine. You want. You want all 12, and you want. You get all 12, you get your bonus shows too, because you're gonna want that when the Saints do a crazy free agent move or a trade. You're gonna want it. You're gonna be like, where's the podcast? We want it now. We want it live. If you get. If you get the donations done, you get that. So do it. So do it. So uh, for Dave, uh, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.